and gentlemen, boys and girls and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. I'm your host, Sam, and we are here joined together for episode 30, and it's going to be a big one today because the hosts of Hop Nation are not alone. So... With that, to my right is Steve. Steve is here for episode 30, and Steve has been here for every episode to date. So what's going on, Steve? I get the perfect attendance record. That's Hooray. what I get. Yes. The only, the only person on the show who can who can st- put a stake in that claim. Yeah. Put a claim in that stake. Claim that stake? Claim that stake. I'm going to claim that stake. Claim that stake. Also, I think... Uh, ribeye, maybe. I don't think I've ever gotten a, one of those awards ever. Definitely not in school. I like, barely showed up for that shit towards so, the end. <laughs> so you get one in your 30s, and that's okay. Nice. Yeah, one perfect attendance record. That's all it takes. All right. So that's Steve. He's here again. <laughs> and Adam is to my left, and he is also here again. I am here again. What's for, going on with you? Well, I, I don't have perfect attendance, but I feel pretty good about my record. I, I feel if I was playing baseball, I'd be in the Hall of Fame with this record. Exactly. But it's not perfect, and it will never be perfect, and I am okay with that. Well, it'll it'll probably always be better than mine. That is true. I'm very surprised you're here two weeks in a row. I know, that's right. So hopefully the audience is going to take note that, uh, that I am here for two weeks in a row. Yes. And I'm back. And I'm ready for more. I mean, this is this is this is almost a treat for me at this rate because I was really on that every other week pace, and and now I'm not. I mean, one's a point, two's a line, three's a trend. We, I know. We get so. the three, we're in business. Well, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll try for that next week, but. Let's talk about this episode. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we'll see what happens then. But let's get into this episode because we have a very special guest yes, on the episode we today. Do. We're very happy to welcome back our friend Kelsey, who joined us for episode seven. I Nine. Believe. Nine. 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 Yes. Okay, I was off on that. But <laughs> you were. And, and you're also kind of right and you're also kind of wrong on that. How am I right at all? I said seven, she was on nine. Seems like I'm right. blatantly right. Right. But Kelsey Stone has never been on this show before. Oh, oh that's right. Last time Kelsey <laughs> was on the show, she did have a different last name. And that was because she was on the episode The Wedding Bell Brews. That's so, right. Yes, so I we're was. happy to have her back. Welcome, Kelsey. Thanks, yes. guys. I'm excited you wanted to have me back on the show. We're happy to have it. you. How are you doing tonight? Doing okay tonight. You look good. You look like you're ready for some podcasting. Heck yeah, I am. I've you look like look- you're ready for some beer. Uh, <laughs> Even more of an accurate statement, I am definitely ready for some beer. For today's beer theme, we are going back to the States, gentlemen. We are. And not that we really ever left the States, because we're always here in the great state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. But It's a commonwealth, actually, Sam. Ah, that's, that's right, right. The commonwealth. with Massachusetts, Kentucky, and Virginia. Okay, okay. So we're in the commonwealth of Pennsylvania, which is in the continental United States. And if you recall from previous episodes, we did an episode where we featured beers from Michigan. We featured beers from New York. And today, we are featuring beers from the great state of Colorado, which, as we all know, has a very rich history in terms of craft beer. So now we're three for 51. Are we including Washington, D.C.? Three for 52. Are you including Puerto Rico? Yes. Ah, that's (laughs) going to be a tough episode. 
Puerto Rico. Yeah. Let's save that one Can for do a ways rums down the road. On that one? <laughs> that might be a good way to get around that. Just do rums instead. Do rums? Okay. Get Sam all liquored up. Oh, yeah. oh. We'll just take the mic away from him for okay. seconds two and three. I have the perfect rum for that episode if you guys decide to. Awesome. Rum like Rico. It. I like it. I'm not a big fan of rum in general. I don't like rum barrel aged beers. I don't really like to drink Captain Morgan. I've had a couple very high-end rums that I like, but for the most part, yeah, I don't really care for that beverage. Captain Morgan is like baseline. you got to go higher class than Captain that. Morgan is the Jack Daniels of rum. There it is. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Although I, I have to say, I do like Jack Daniels in terms of whiskey. Not, not that it's the highest quality, but I think it's a good a good baseline. It's kind of a staple in the whiskey community and something you, you go to if you need to. I agree. So let's go to beer, though, because that's the point of this show. That's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be drinking beers from Colorado. So, Adam, I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce our first beer for the evening. So our first beer from the great state of Colorado actually comes from a brewery that I think all of us have have had something from them uh, in one time or another from the Avery Brewing Company out of Boulder, Colorado. Ah, yes, the Avery Brewing Company. Yes, yes. I seem to recall drinking from them from time to time. Ah, yes, Boulder, Colorado. Ah, I have yes. nothing on it. <laughs> Isn't that the the uh, the home city of the University of Colorado? I don't know or care. I went it to Penn is. State. Boom. Thank it you, is the home city of the University of Colorado. That's All right. right. Home of the Buffaloes. It's nice to have somebody here on the show that can verify some of these facts <laughs> that we throw out from time to time. So what we are having is the White Rascal. It is a Belgian-style white ale. Mm -hmm. uh, it is clocking in at 5.6% ABV. Uh, IBUs are a nice and low 22, so you can definitely tell why I picked it up. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, as I was doing a little research on this, I found out something very nice, and, and I am very impressed that they did this on their website. Uh, they'll actually, they actually, on their website for this beer, the White Rascal, they give you the homebrew recipe. Oh, so oh, if, if you want nice. to replicate it in a five-gallon batch, they give you the recipe right there on the website. That's interesting. That's so nice of them. Yeah, because uh, not all of us can make it to Boulder. Correct. To go to the brewery, so why not experiment at home with trying to replicate I, it? I think that is fantastic. They are behind that product that much that they're willing to put out a homebrew recipe like that. I really like that. Yeah, that is great because you see uh, out there, if you search search the internet, search some of the brew homebrewers' websites, you see a lot of clones. Yeah. But those clones, although they may be pretty close, it's never the exact recipe from the brewery. Yeah, it's, it's usually somebody's best guesstimate. Right. Exactly. But this one, you know, if you follow the recipe as it's designed, you should get something pretty damn close yep. to the White Rascal. Yeah. Plus, I like I like that better than like Goose Island and a couple other places that will put out those micro pico brew kits that you can send just send through, you know, a Mr. Beer or whatever. Oh yeah. Right. And those will give you supposed clones of you know of the beer that they're supposed to mimic. Well, those, I, those I, are incredibly stupid because those those. <laughs> and, well, here's why I say that. I mean, those those Pico Brew uh, kits. I don't know if you guys have ever watched the videos online, but it's it's essentially the same as brewing coffee, but with beer. Right. So if you're going to take a clone of something, or and, and let me back up, it, it may not even be a clone, but let's say you're taking something from Goose Island that that's officially from that brewery. Why the hell wouldn't you just go buy the beer? Why do you want the yeah. recipe kit to put right. it through a coffee machine prototype thing? And, you know, essentially it's going to produce that exact beer that you could just buy in bottles at the store. And the thing they never 
put out there is the fact that those pico brews are still take 20 some days like yeah, it, it still takes yeah. the, the amount of time to brew beer what are you gaining if Nothing. you really want a green line you really <laughs> <laughs> just go buy one just go yeah. buy one the only the only reason i could see behind those is um like we were talking last week there's that uh, entrepreneur jeff pickett who produced those little flavor packets ah uh, yes to put into your beer so yeah. maybe you want a flavor you know, a green line or something like that mm-hmm. to, you know, with something else. But I, why? Right. So to get back to this beer a little bit, uh, this is brewed with orange peel and something that I'm a little fr- afraid of. Coriander. It has coriander. Yay. I love coriander. I do not. Me too. I do not. Uh, but uh, for the grist, 50% two row, 50% wheat. Cool. So that'll get you in the ballpark of what you should be expecting. Well, this looks like a hazy guy to me. <laughs> yeah. Which definitely looks like a Belgian. Mm-hmm. It, it's on the lighter side. I would say a solid light straw. Yeah, light straw. It definitely has the look of probably like almost a wheat beer. If you didn't know it was a Belgian. Right. It would be, you know, can probably almost a Hefeweizen. Especially because there's still a bit of a fluffy head. You have a bit of a fluffy head. Mine's kind of dissipated a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I still have the white ring, and I still have a mostly sunny day around. Just a little bit of wispy clouds on top. Yeah. That's about it. That's so romantic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard anybody describe a beer like that it's before. Like so. you're Bob Ross, except with words and beer. I like that. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> on the nose, it smells like a white. And some of those Belgian notes too. I mean, I can smell some some clove in here. Yeah, uh, some of that Belgian yeast. Definitely the orange peel. I, yeah, I get a little bit of the orange peel, not a whole lot. Kels, what are you getting? I'm getting some orange. You can. I'm getting some of that yeasty smell in there. You can tell it's a white. All right. I just well, want to drink this now. Let's make it happen. Bottoms up. Mmm, that's tasty. I can dig it. I like that. Yeah, I can also dig that. That is, a, that is a nice beer. Very flavorful. It's incredibly smooth. It's very calming to the palate. Calming to the palate? Oh, calming wow. to the palate. I like that. And and for me, you know, that's that's a big deal because usually I'm drinking beers that are very hop forward and have a piney citrusy taste to them. Not that I don't like that, but this is, this is very calming to me. Would you consider it mellow? I would consider it a bit mellow on my palate it it leaves a clean refreshing taste in my mouth and it ultimately just makes me want more okay i like this a lot all right i think it's zesty it's like a zesty classic Ooh, yeah yeah it's has some familiarity to it but some interesting combinations as well it's got a little bit of a kick on it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's got a little bit of a kick up front but like sam said it like mellows out towards the end Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah it's relaxing I could drink drink this. It's a good beer to relax with. (laughs) A very nice beverage. So while we sip on this sweet, sweet white rascal, one of the fun things about the four hosts on this show is that we have all been to the great state of Colorado and we've all enjoyed some brews there. Now, this has happened. We, I, I don't believe any of us have been there together. No. But nope. we've certainly been there at different points. <laughs> and, and most recently, Kelsey has actually had uh, quite, the, quite the road trip out in Colorado. So, Kelsey, tell us about this trip that you recently took out to Colorado. What was the point? What did you do? <laughs> and what type of beers did you find when you were out there? What was the point? (laughs) Well, every trip has a point, Adam, right? There is a reason behind why you do something or why you go somewhere. Well, the point of our trip to Colorado was uh, one of our good friends from college 
was getting married out there in Estes Park. So it was on a Sunday. So Jeff and I decided to make a little bit of a long weekend of it. And while we were in our trip planning phase, we were like, how many breweries can we go to while we are in Colorado? Because it's pretty much the microbrewery hub of the United yep. States. <laughs> it really is. And no matter how much planning you do yeah. in a couple days, it's not possible to hit them all. There's too many. Uh, yeah, no, I think we barely scratched the surface, but I'm super happy with the ones that we did end up going to. Uh, we even took a little bit of a detour on a recommendation from Steve, uh, which I really enjoyed that brewery. Jeff, not so much, but... Well, Jeff's not here to talk about it. So that's right. <laughs> Screw that guy. Let's hear what you liked about it. <laughs> so we had to plan our trip carefully based on when we had to check in up in Estes Park. And um, just we had our car and we were trying to really maximize our time. So we really plotted out where we were headed. Um, we started our adventure in Golden, Colorado, because when in Colorado, you have to go to Miller Coors. Yes. Now, or Coors Miller, however yeah. they put it now. <laughs> now, all four of us have been there, right? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we've, we've been there, we've taken the tour, and, and, yeah. I, and I can... I have never actually taken, never the taken the tour. You've never taken the tour. I have never oh, taken that's the a tour. shame. I didn't take the tour either. I got oh, high and walked... The tour? No. It wasn't <laughs> oh. open when I was there. Oh, oh my God. They weren't doing tours then. <laughs> you guys need to get back there. The yes. tour is incredible. So, I've actually done the tour twice now. The first time I did the tour, we had a nice guide. It was super informational. We're walking through. This time, it's all self-guided, but that was kind of nice because you could skip over parts you didn't really care about <sighs> or weren't that interested in. But halfway through the tour, they give you a sample nice of either Coors Light mm -hmm. or Coors Original, the Banquet Beer. Imagine that. <laughs> on a Coors tour. Wait a minute. I know. On you a said Coors. Coors Light or Coors Banquet. Yeah. Okay, on a Coors. I hope all those high-end samples don't put them out of pocket. I know, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, we, we want that brewery to be around for, for years to come. I have to say, that is the freshest Coors Banquet I have ever had. So you answered the next question I was going to ask. Did you go with the Coors Light or did you go with the Banquet Beer? I went with the Banquet Beer. Smart choice. Thank you. I thought it would have a slightly more flavor yes. than a Coors Light. Oh, yeah. But it is oh, it straight does. from the tank because the next stop on the tour is bottling and packaging. Nice. And just to see them cranking out cases after case after case after case, it is incredible to watch. Mm -hmm. And then you go right into their pub afterwards and you get three free samples, which is kind of cool because they're doing this whole native series of beer. So they're only using ingredients grown in Colorado. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they had this native oh, lager. not what I was thinking. <laughs> so yeah, had the native lager. It was good. I enjoyed it. And then I also had a beer that they only brew at Coors Field. It was called their Sandlot. Adam, you would have really liked this beer. What kind of beer was it? I believe it was a wheat beer. It was not an IPA or anything dark. Then so I, <laughs> you wouldn't have been it. on board with it. I'm about it. Yeah. So we started there. We went to Caution Brewing. We went, to, we drove up to Boulder. We actually went to Avery Brewing. Oh, awesome. It is perfect. Beautiful building. It's in an industrial park, which is kind of interesting. It's huge. Dog friendly. Oh. They had this giant patio outside. It just looked really clean. They were really passionate about their beer. They're really passionate about their food out there. Um, we tried probably 10 to 15 different beers at Avery alone. So wow. a lot we of tasting going on. A lot of tasting. That's really great to hear because Avery is one of those 
breweries that you don't see many of their beers make right. it all the way to PA. The White Rascal you can find pretty easily, right. but, but a lot of the other ones don't seem to make it here. And if they do, they're, they're high-end beers, they're in bombers, yes. they're yeah. in, you know, 12-ounce 12, 12 bottles, like the Uncle Jacobs, which retails for about 13 bucks right. for a 12-ounce. Yeah. And you don't yeah. see them on tap a lot, which it's, it's really encouraging. So you, you like the beer there. Loved the beer there. Um, if I had more room in my suitcase, I absolutely would have brought a bunch home out there. <laughs> Specifically, they had this chai brown, which I know, like Ooh. chai tea latte. So it's all those like warm chai spices. I've been mm. seeing a number of those pop yeah. up yeah. from different breweries. And it was a brown, but it was like almost a, a creamier brown. Maybe it was like a brown with a lactose in it. Potentially. I really wish I would have brought some of that home, but next time I'm out there, I'm definitely going to bring some home. <laughs> Um, the nice thing about Colorado is you can always go back. Exactly. Direct, direct flights from <laughs> Pittsburgh. On Southwest, which means you can check your bag for free. They also no. have transparency there, if you guys have seen the commercials. They do. So no hidden fees. Are we being oh. sponsored by them now? Because we really should be. Oh, that would be a nice sponsorship. Right? Yeah. They could fly us around the country and we could get beers for our show. Oh. <laughs> Steve, get on Twitter. <laughs> on Dear the... Southwest, we gave you a shout out. Now give us tickets. <laughs> You know, one of the I won't bring a carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so you took us through Golden, and yeah. you've taken us through Fort Collins. Wait, no. Boulder. 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 Yes. Well, no, isn't Caution in Fort Collins? No. Oh, Caution's okay. actually <laughs> south of Golden. Oh, okay. In oh, Longwood. No. Lagunitas. Lakewood. Lakewood. Lovewood? No, Loveland's more north. Loveland, Loveland. I think it's Lakewood, Colorado. So okay. it's just t about 20 minutes south. So Caution was okay. really cool. It was just like in this little strip mall. It was like a strip mall. Yeah. All right. Neat. We were just- There's no strippers there, Adam. No. <laughs> not that they're, attitude. They're not, they're not at the mall. <laughs> not with that attitude. Um, no, it was just, we just passed so many breweries. Like every time we'd pass, like we'd just be on the road and it'd be like brewery, brewery, microbrewery, brewery, brewing supplies. It was just incredible out there. Mm -hmm. So in Boulder, you know, we could have gone to a bunch of other places, but we're like, all right, we're going to go to Avery. So we actually, after that, we went up to Estes Park for the wedding and for the mm -hmm. weekend. Missed going to Oscar Blues, which I have a little bit of regret about, but that's for the next trip. That's right. You can always, always go another back. trip. Exactly. Yep. Always another trip. Um, so then, our on our way home that Monday is when we drove out through Loveland okay. and out to Fort Collins. So in Fort Collins, we ended up at New Belgium, mm. and we ended up at um, a brewery that I will talk about later when I reveal uh, my beer that I brought. Oh, <laughs> the mystery brewery for segment two. I a like tease, it. A tease. A tease. I like it. Adam, do you have a brewery that you visited when you went to Colorado? There one were. One that stuck out to you that Kelsey didn't mention? There were a couple, and the one that I'm going to mention was actually in Denver proper. Okay. And it was actually right next to Coors Field. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, I know which one you're going to say. Which one is it? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> it was Breckenridge. Ah, oh, yes, that's yes. what it was. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed their... Uh, their beer. Uh, they had a very nice uh, buffalo burger as well. I love bison. Yeah. I ate a lot of bison. It's <laughs> so good. So good. Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, I, I believe what I had was their classic, uh, their vanilla porter. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's one of their staples. That's that's one of their building blocks. Yeah. Uh, I have been to other breweries out there, but again, it, there's so many out there, I can't quite remember which ones they were. <laughs> but uh, Breckenridge definitely stood out to me. Sam? 
So interestingly enough, every time I've been to Colorado, it's it's been for either a work trip or skiing. I take that back. I've been to Denver to visit a friend before, but so uh, none uh, of this applies. <laughs> oddly, oddly, well, oddly enough, it was so long ago that I wasn't as into craft beer as I was now. So I've really only been to two breweries in um, in Colorado. I've been to Coors and I've taken the tour there. The other one that I've been to that I enjoyed, but don't remember a lot about to tell you the truth, is one called Bristol Brewing, which is in Colorado Springs. Okay. And I actually have a glass from Bristol because it has a Labrador Retriever on it, and that's why ah. I bought it. They had a beer. I think it was. Amber, if I remember correctly, that was a, a lab beer that I liked, and the dog looked very friendly on the glass. So I decided that I wanted to purchase that and bring it home, and it is still in you know my collection today. And I, I still drink from it from time to time. So Bristol Brewing in Colorado Springs, from what I remember, it was great. Nice. <laughs> Check <All> them <right>. out, <laughs> Steve. I know that you've had a, a pilgrimage out there before. Oh yes, I did. And uh, the one brewery that sticks out in my mind is also Denver proper. I think I know what you're going to say. What do you think I'm going to say? Are you going to say Great Divide? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I went to Great Divide and I did their I did their brewery tour, which is a lot shorter. <laughs> it's actually a rather small facility. Really? Surprisingly, yeah. Hmm. But uh, they have a full complement at the bar. Nice. And they had a number of Yetis. Let's see, and I had a number of Yetis. <laughs> I also believe I had a Claymore, and I might have had something else. But I showed up early before the tour started, bought my ticket for the tour. Oh, my. Had had probably a couple. Uh-huh. And then I went down to Biker Jim's, uh, which is a hot gourmet sausage and hot dog place. And they do, like, rattlesnake and elk hot dogs nice. that sounds yeah. delicious and then I came back for the brewery tour so you were having a good day <laughs> I was and then I went to a dispensary so I had a really good day <laughs> sounds like a perfect day yeah. it is so speaking of good days let's maybe get back to this beer which is reminding me of a good day it is this is the mm-hmm. White Rascal from Avery Brewing 5.6% ABV 22 IBUs uh, 50% pale to um, pale two row 50% wheat so don't, don't ask me what hops are in it, because I don't have my phone in front of me right now. <laughs> That's okay. Kels, you're the guest of honor today. What did you think of this beer? I really like this beer. Um, this was definitely this is one of the ones we tasted. Um, I remember even saying, I could just sit in the warm weather. This kind of is like a good end of summer beer for me, because it makes me want to keep having warm weather, keep having summer. Um, it's an easy drinker, which is nice. So it's like, okay, I want to have a beer. I'm going to maybe grab something along these lines or, you know, it's a warm day. I would definitely drink this again. I'm going to ask you where you got this later, Adam. Okay. I will tell you later on. Perfect. Avery Brewing Company. (laughs) Where he picked it up in Pennsylvania. I did. I did. Uh, I can actually just tell you right now. All right. Yeah, that'd be great. I picked it up from the Giant Eagle in Cranberry, PA. Ah, the berry. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Don't leave out the audience. Yeah. Don't let them know where they can find this, too. Well, I, I'm, I'm kind Only of... we can find this, too. The audience can never know. Yeah, I'm kind of torn because it's a nice little, you know, spot there in the Giant Eagle. They have a fairly decent selection there. They do. And I don't want everybody to go there because then they're going to buy all the beer that I want to buy. Don't be selfish, Adam. I'm not going to restock the shelves. Adam, it's Let time other to people tell enjoy. the people where to find this beer. That's, a, that's actually counterintuitive thought there, Adam. Because Well, because if they start selling out of Avery and White Rascal, mm-hmm. they might start bringing in more Avery. Uh-huh. Right. Like the Chai High. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the long con. Yeah. Yes. So what did you think of this beer? <laughs> 
I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I have to uh, say something similar to what Kelsey said. Uh, this is a good late summer beer. This is something that you can sit on the back porch, even in a day un- not unlike today, and just enjoy it in the late afternoon. The leaves are starting to turn a little bit. There's a little bit of crunch, you know, with the with the leaves on the ground, but it's still warm out. I find this to be a good transition beer from an early fall to a late fall. And that's when you get into your, your pumpkins and things like that. I find this to be a good transition from your summer beers to your fall beers. I would agree with you on that. It, it has that little bit of sweetness that would flow well into starting to transition into the harvests and the marzins and the mm-hmm. Oktoberfests and the pumpkins and all that. But I also think it would just be a good summertime beer. Like, oh, no it, doubt. Yeah, it's just like it doesn't have to be late summer. I just find it refreshing enough to be an anytime summer beer. So it's just a good beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, t- it's good beer, good light beer. Yeah, I would agree. I'm not gonna add too much more because I think everything's been said. But one thing I will say about this beer is I've had it a number of times in the past, and it is a beer that I don't drink nearly enough of. It's one of those beers I like every time that I'm drinking it, but you don't see it very often. And sometimes I do see it, and when I do, I don't buy it. So I'm gonna make a mental note that the next time I see a white rascal, I'm going to consider making that purchase. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when you say a white rascal, you are talking about the beer. Maybe. And not just a little mini scooter. And not just Dennis the Menace. He was a rascal. He was a little rascallion. He was. He wasn't part of the little rascals, though. No, he wasn't. No, just in general. He was just a general rascal. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Oh, why was. wasn't this beer brewed with alfalfa? So, so it was beaver flavor. <laughs> All righty. That's your cue. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that is my cue. All right, so that is the Avery White Rascal, our first Colorado beer on the show today. So stay tuned. We'll be back with another one. And... We'll see where that comes from, because I really have no idea what else we're drinking on this show right now. So Kelsey and Steve have made sure to keep this a surprise, so you'll find out when I do, audience, so stay tuned. We have made it back. We are in our van and we are road tripping around the great state of Colorado trying all kinds of beers. And Kelsey, you're going to be introducing the next beer for our show today. Yes. All right. Well, we started in Boulder on our adventure today and we're taking a little drive over to Fort Collins. Our next beer comes from Odell Brewing Company. It's called Easy Street. Um, It is an unfiltered American style wheat beer. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds interesting. Yeah, it's, I bet it's gonna be hazy as fuck. I hope it is. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the can, which I'm gonna read off the back of, says it's light in color with refreshing citrus undertones. The yeast gives the beer a nice, smooth finish, a slight fruit flavor, and its distinct cloudy appearance. I called it. Cloudy. Cloudy. <laughs> cloudy. Um, the IVUs on this are 21, and the ABVs a nice 4.6%. That's a good combination. Right? Easy drinking street. Yeah. Easy drinking. Mm-hmm. I right. bet there's a lot of drinking on Easy Street. Probably. Seems like that would be a fun street to drink on. 
Or do a lot of things on. It seems like there's just no worries. According to the can, living in Colorado. <laughs> what? There's no worries on Easy Street. You're just kind of there hanging out, doing what you want to do. It's more of a state of mind than an actual place. You could be on Easy Street right now, Sam. Yeah, who says I'm not? <laughs> I'm always on Easy Street, Adam. I'm an easygoing guy, as is yourself. So you, you know the feeling. Kelsey, have you had this beer on your trip I, already? I have had this beer on my trip already. I really enjoyed it while I was out there. So this is a suggestion from you to us. This is my, yes, this is a suggestion from me to you. I liked that it was unfiltered. It didn't have that banana-y taste like a wheat beer, which I kind of appreciated. Or maybe We'll my, be the judge of that. Or maybe my palate was just so dulled by all the other beer I drank at Odell in uh, New Belgium earlier that day that I couldn't tell. Maybe it was the fact that it was 85 and sunny and I was sitting outside on a porch on a Monday afternoon and the way God intended. Yeah. So, um, I did have this on our trip. We had a lot of other beers at Odell, which were also delicious. They had three different flights that you could do and each flight had six beers in it. So damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, plus they have a lot of just rota rotating beers. They had a lot of seasonals. They just have things that come and go pretty much, but this is one of their, all year round available items. They recently started canning it. Um, I hope you like it. Uh, it was one of the ones that we could easily transport back. But again, there are probably a good five beers from them that we... Uh, you wish you could have had. <laughs> wish they could have brought back. We actually, uh, we got a crawler of their Oktoberfest, brought that back, mm. um, which was delicious. We got another crawler of one of their other beers. I can't remember it off the top of my head. <laughs> Uh, brought that back and then we got a bunch of cans so uh like i said a carry-on became a checked bag nice <laughs> so i hope you guys enjoy this. this is my gift to you um and thank it's you. uh it's just one of those breweries that you you can't get out in pennsylvania yet they don't distribute east of the mississippi because we were looking for it and that's a damn shame yeah so the one thing i will say on this beer it, it is a wheat but it's got that big fluffy head on it. Yeah. Big yeah. white fluffy yeah, head. Yeah, it had a big half of ice and head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, hazy straw again. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. very hazy. similar to the last one in terms of color. I think it's hazier than the last one. But it may be, probably yeah. Because it's unfiltered. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think it's hazier. It looks almost like a pineapple smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a nice dog on the front of the can. Sam, that's for you. I we as we know, I do love dogs. <laughs> as as we learned very prominently in episode two, <laughs> way back. Then. Um, one of the reasons I think that I was drawn to this beer so much is that Odell seem, tends to have a lot of hop forward beers. Mm -hmm. So Sam, that'd be right up your alley. Yeah. On a lot of the beers that we tried there, um, you know, a lot of IPAs, APAs doubles even a triple that we tried um so the fact that i think this was not as hop forward as some of the other ones that we drank out there is what really made it appealing to us so that's yeah. fair I've, I've had very little from odell's i think the only beer i've ever had from them is their 90 shilling we had that yes <laughs> and that was very good so i'm excited for number two here yes <laughs> well cheers. cheers cheers girl let's let's dive in easy street Easy Street. Easy Street. <laughs> yeah, that's a very easy beer to drink. Once again, I, I'm, I'm going to echo my sediment from beer number one. The Avery, is that's calming to the palate. Mm -hmm. It has a nice blend of flavors, but it's, it's very even. Uh, finish is very nice. It's clean. 
I, I like it. Easy Street. That's very, all there is very to flavorful. it. That's all there is to it. It's it's an easy drinker. Uh, I can definitely tell where the where they got the the picture, the painting, or whatever you the can art. Yes, can art is a good description. Can too. art is what I'm looking for here. The label. Uh, I could definitely tell where that that beer ties in with the can art. It makes sense. Well, why don't you describe it to the damn audience? They don't have a video. <laughs> yeah, it's a dog running down a drive with a sign that says unfiltered, and he's running towards the Colorado Rockies in a nice open field. He looks like he's running down a nice easy street. <laughs> All right then. And, yeah. I, and I, the other thing is the the sun is shining. Too. Sun is shining. The beer matches the can quite well in terms of color as well. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not going to trick you when you pull, <laughs> no. pour it out. <laughs> it's like, why is this so dark? <laughs> I like it. It's all right. Okay, then. It's all right. <laughs> oh, it's more than all right. Come on, Odell Beckham. What? <laughs> That's Odell Brewery. Steve, as we were talking about in the break, likes to dress up for Halloween, and this year he said he was going as Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, yes. None of this is true. <laughs> <laughs> so while we sip on this... What do you say we talk a little bit more about the great state of Colorado? Almost as if we prepared some facts and figures. Almost. And a little bit of interest. Almost. And a little bit of history. Almost. So would you guys like a little bit of history? About, I would love some history. About yes, beer please. in Colorado? Yes, yes, please. Enlighten us, please. So I can give you what the first beer in Colorado was. Coors Light. Wrong. Coors Light? Do you have an idea what it might be, Kelsey or Adam? I do not. I just know that it is not Coors Light. Okay. It's definitely not Coors Light. Coors Banquet. It's definitely not, it's not Coors at all. <laughs> so uh, the first beer in Colorado uh, actually came around. Well, the first beer that was brewed in Colorado. Okay. Okay. There, there may have been some importing as mm -hmm. people. First commercially brewed. Right, right. Uh, but the first beer that was brewed in Colorado came around in about 1859. Mm -hmm. This is a lot of historian work <laughs> right. that okay. went into this. And uh, I, I got to credit the Colorado public radio system. As, oh, as they wow. did, they've done a series of beer history. Oh, very cool. Yes, but this is their. Uh, th this was coming from their segment on the first beer brewed in Colorado, and it starts with a guy by the name of Frederick Solomon, and he was a businessman living in Vegas, and he found his way to, he found his way to Colorado into Denver, and he partnered with a man by the name of Joseph Doyle. And they opened up a company that was just basically a general mercantile store. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, but but they opened up a company called the J.B. Doyle and Company, General Mercantile. Oh. oh. Also, uh, another man by the name of John Good from Akron, Ohio. <laughs> Johnny B. Good. <laughs> he was finding his way from Ohio to Colorado about the same time and also opened up a mercantile store. All right. And the two of them actually went into business together. Uh, what John Good provided was a, a resupply line because he did regular ventures back east to Ohio to St. Louis places like that he was able to bring the supplies required for brewing back into Colorado mm -hmm. there wasn't any naturally grown hops in Denver at the time I mean for the most part that whole wild west area <laughs> was underdeveloped right you know there yeah. was there wasn't a lot of produce or anything they, the only thing they could really provide was the Rocky Mountain water mm -hmm. and the uh, the barley so they had to bring yeast and hops in from outside. Uh, but these two guys went into business together, and they opened, in 1860, they opened the Rocky Mountain Brewing Company. Oh. 
Mm. And that was the first beer that was produced and sold. Very cool. Yes. Uh, Now, is that brewery still around today? I don't believe so, no. It was in 1869 that they actually hired a a true brewer. Oh. (laughs) See, this wasn't even made by brewers. So for the first 10 years, they were just kind of blindly going through some sort of recipe. Right. They just had a recipe, but in 1869, they hired a brewmaster by the name of Philip Zhang, and then the company was eventually sold to him. Hmm. Okay. It it actually wasn't until 1873 that a man by the name of Adolf Coolers, when you could still be named Adolf, (laughs) (laughs) that he founded the Coors Brewery Company in Golden, Colorado, as we've talked about. If and when I win the lottery, I'm buying a house in Golden, Colorado. And it's one of the coolest mountain towns ever. I absolutely loved it there. It is pretty fantastic. They got a nice hiking mountain. They got a little river for kayaking going down. Yeah, it's so awesome. And it's only, what, 20 minutes, half hour outside of Denver? Yeah, like half hour. Yeah, it's it's awesome. That's where I would go. So when I win the lottery, you guys are all invited to my mountain home in Golden, Colorado. Perfect. Great. Very cool. We'll do the podcast there. (laughs) All right. So would you guys like to know about the first craft brewery? Yes. Yes. Well, it's the first craft brewery, really, that, you know, exists pro, uh, post-prohibition. Okay. But we're going to talk about the the Wincoop Brewing Company. Never heard of them. No, me either. Wincoop. Wincoop. Where is Wincoop Brewing? I'll tell what? you, because what? it's in the history. Oh, great. Ah, yeah. It's in Wincoop, Colorado. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Wincoop opened in 1988. And it was first opened in Lodo. At the time, was a sketchy neighborhood in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lodo is short for Lower Downtown. Ah. Sketchy no more. <laughs> sketchy no more. But as we have mentioned in the past, a lot of the times, uh, opening up breweries will find the cheapest neighborhood to move into. Right. Mm-hmm. And that'll that'll be the catalyst for the gentrification. Uh, there you go. And so this is one of the probably one of the first cases of such, being this is back in nineteen eighty eight. Right. <laughs> so is Wincoop still open today? Uh, yes they are. Okay. Yes. Uh, but just a little history on that. It was uh, started by uh, four guys who went into business together. Mm-hmm. You had John Hickenlooper and Jerry Williams and they were two unemployed geologists. Okay. Yeah. They were two unemployed geologists, and they decided they wanted to open just a restaurant and a bar. Okay. Like a restaurant or a brew pub. They wanted to go into business together like that. Then you had Mark Schiffler, who was their chef, and then you had Russell Scherher. And I'm hoping I'm saying it correctly, but it's a very German name with a lot of consonants in it <laughs> next to each other. So somebody just got, sort of punched the keyboard. A little bit. And it hit, hit, hit a lot of H's and R's. <laughs> uh, but Russell Scherer, he was uh, originally a computer programmer. And then he had heard about uh, uh, John and Jerry going in the business together. And he had gotten his, he had been a kind of a basement home brewer mm-hmm. his entire life. But he got in the business with these guys. And they liked his product so well that, you know, he became part of the business. And he actually has a bit of, uh, he has a lot of clout to himself in his history. How was that? Well, unfortunately, he did pass away in 1996. Oh, all right. But post his uh, passing, the Brewers Association created an award called the Russell Scherer Award. And, it, and this award was named after him because of his uh, experimental nature. Okay. So he was one of the very first brewers, especially in the Colorado area, but one of the very, very first brewers overall that experimented with mead making, and he made, like, cream stouts and 
doppel-alts. Okay, so yeah. he's just getting in the lab. Right, so uh, now anytime the award is awarded, mm-hmm. which is a weird way to say things, right. but any, any person who's awarded this award, it's because they are considered a pioneer in some way. They're changing the game. It's somebody who's looking to knock down doors. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, but yeah, the, the Winku Brewing is still open to this day. And they, their experimental history is still very obvious in their menu. Mm-hmm. Like I took, I just took a look at their menu today, and right now they have like two chili beers on tap, two completely different ones. Nice. <laughs> they nice. have Berliner Weisses. They have uh, different doubles, triples, IPAs of all kinds. They're serving things directly out of casks. I can dig it. Yeah, yeah I can dig it. I'd like to check this place out. Where, where did you say it was? It's in Lower Rider. Downtown. It's in lower Downtown. Yeah. Lodo. Lodo, Denver, Colorado. Lodo, Denver. Get there. But among this entire menu that they have Mm. of all these different beers they have available, they have one that's very, very specific. Okay. It sticks out. All right. And I don't think you will find it anywhere else. Uh, It is called the Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout. Oh, no. Oh. (laughs) Now, we've all had oyster stouts. Mostly pearl necklace from Flying Dog. Right. And that's made with actual oysters. So it was the marooned on Hog Island by 21st Amendment. Yep. Great beer. Um, Rocky Mountain Oysters is a, referring to something a little different. <laughs> Not oysters at all. Bull testicles, in fact. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. Uh, and uh, what this was, though, it, it started out as an April Fool's joke. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> but I guess people liked it so much, it actually is now a, a regular seasonal. Weird. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. But I tell you what, I I would try anything once. So there is absolutely no way I wouldn't try bull testicle beer if I had the opportunity. You heard it here first, folks. Sam is all about bull testicle beer. I don't know if I'd say I'm all about it. He, However, did, he, didn't, he didn't decide if it was good beer. Or not. Yeah, but he'll try I mean, it once. Oh, right. absolutely. He's all about to see it. if it's good beer. If I was he's at Wincoop right now and they said it. to me, Sam, how about a bull testicle beer? I would say, do it up, Wincoop. I'm here and I'm ready for some bull balls. <laughs> Gross. Moving along. Nope. So how many nuts does it take to make a batch of beer? Like what? What size are the? What sizes are their batches? And how many nuts are in each batch? And do they serve it with a Rocky Mountain Oyster, like a fried one? I mean, like with the, the bumbleberry from Fatheads, they'll put the blueberries <laughs> yeah. in there? Oh, like, that's a great question. Do they serve it with, like, a fried one? Because that could See, be good on, like, the side of the glass, at least to get, like, a little bit of the Yeah, that's, that's what I was like thinking. Like an orange more, wedge? Yeah, it's yeah. much more of a blue moon orange wedge, <laughs> yeah. and they just wedge a fried ball on the side of the cup. <laughs> oh. Now, what if what if a dick falls in by accident? <laughs> do they fish it out with a pool net, or do they just let it go? I think you're in the wrong bar, Sam. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelsey, save us from this. Any any tidbit, any information that you've got, help us. So, Wincoop, you said 1988, right? Right. So, Odell, the beer that we're drinking, 1989. Ah, so yeah. not not long after. So a close second. They close are close second. A, a fellow pioneer. Um, I think when we were up there, and I read the original brewery was located in an old grain elevator. Okay. I think like early 1900s, like 1915 maybe. And it's that original brewery is only a couple blocks from where their current brewery is right now. So Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So that's my fun fact. 
Well, that's some good beer history for you folks. I tell you what, that was uh, that was good stuff. Thank you, everybody. Now, let's get back into this beer, the Easy Street from Odell Brewing Company. We've had a chance to really enjoy this unfiltered wheat. We had some thoughts at the beginning of the segment. Now we're going to have some closing thoughts on that. So, Adam, what do you what do you what do you want to say about this beer? I want more. Well, that's actually uh, perfect because Kelsey just poured you <sighs> didn't a few more sips. <laughs> and I got more, and I'm all about it. And you're all happy about that. I like this. Um, in terms of the wheat side of things, I, I appreciate that this doesn't go full banana. It's a, it's a nice change of pace. Uh, it's a little bit more on the clove side rather than the banana side, and I can appreciate that. The nice white fluffy head is very picturesque. I like that. Bottom line, I like this beer. I drink it again. Yeah, I would as well. I mean, I am really into unfiltered beers right now. I feel like that's 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 the next big thing in craft beer. It's the next, not not the next big thing because people have been doing that for a while. But it's you see more and more unfiltered beers uh, coming from a lot of these breweries that previously haven't done them, or at least haven't done them and then mass produced them to many different places in the country. Uh, even a lot of local breweries here in Pittsburgh, we're seeing a lot of unfiltered stuff. So it's very exciting to me. Uh, I love the unfiltered beers. They're, they're hazy. They provide a lot of flavor, and this beer is no exception. Uh, generally, I'm I'm not going to choose a wheat beer when I'm, when I'm you know, transcending the styles and trying to really determine what I'm in the mood for. Wheat's not really going to be up there. Uh, but this one I like. Uh, it's clean, it's smooth, it's calming to the palate, it's unfiltered, a lot of flavor. I'm just really enjoying it. I, I like, I, I guess I can confidently say that I like everything that I've had from Odell Brewing to this point. They are which two for two. They are two for two in my book, and that's not a bad place to be here at 100%. So, Steve, what, uh, what did you think of Odell's Easy Street? Not impressed. Okay, then. <laughs> it's an okay beer. I just uh, I don't find much about it that I really love. It's it is smooth. It's an easy drinker, but I don't know. I'm not getting the clove flavor like you were saying. Oh, all right. And I'm not getting much other flavor either. It's just kind of a multi bland beer. Okay, then doesn't work for me. It's too easy for Steve. He doesn't like this street. Nah. You need something on medium or hard. I play expert, yo. <laughs> <laughs> expert hey, street. You know what? I'll take a t- I'll take two yeses and one no out of this crowd. So I'll consider it a. A check mark in the victory column for for bringing a beer on the show. So three for three is like that expert level. So that's my next stop. <laughs> seeing mm-hmm. as you brought it on the show, uh, what was your opinion on the beer? I assume you liked it. I absolutely liked it. <laughs> you I thought like I was going to say I didn't like you it. You had me hanging there for a second. <laughs> no, I absolutely like it. Um, everything that I probably would have said already has been said. It's an easy drinker. It's a little more clovey. It's not as banana. It has that nice color. The unfiltered is nice. Definitely seeing more of that. Uh, I liked it enough to bring a six-pack home from Fort Collins with me and my suitcase. Um, so next time I'm out in Fort Collins and I go back, chances are probably going to get another six-pack. And hopefully we'll start to see Odell shipping yes. to, to PA. I don't even Across know. the Mississippi. Across the Mississippi. Across the yeah, Mississippi. that's a start. Maybe not even to PA. Maybe, yeah. Let's start with Ohio. You know Ship. I'll go there and get they it. They have a super small distribution. It's only like 13 or 14 states. So... Hmm. Hopefully they can start, you know, shipping. I'll get on the Twitter machine. Get on the Twitter. <laughs> Miller Coors will buy them out. No, I hope that they don't. I'm not a yeah. big fan of that. Stay independent. I want to stay independent, but I want them to expand and come to me. <laughs> come to me. Maybe you <laughs> have to, to go PA. to them. 
Maybe. Maybe you can just find a space for them to open up a second brewery. Mm. Oh. Mm. All right, so we got one last stop for you on the Colorado road trip when we come back. We've hit Avery, we've hit Odell's. I don't know where the hell we're, we're hitting next, but Steve is gonna tell us, but you're gonna have to wait to find out right after this quick break, so stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. We are here for some more beer on our Colorado road trip. I'm excited because this segment, we're gonna to get to do something really fun, and I am going to be hosting that fun. But before we do that, I'm gonna turn it over to Steve for a beer that I'm not familiar with, but based on the label, it looks like it's got the Pringles guy in a tuxedo on it. So I'm very excited to find out <laughs> what the hell we're gonna be drinking next. So Steve, why don't you take it away and introduce this last beer for us? I was actually thinking it's more Mr. Monopoly, but you know. Can you see the can? Can I see that? Because he has the top hat as well. Uh, that's, that's like if Mr. Monopoly and the Pringles guy somehow yeah. combined. He's got the Pringles mustache, but. But the Monopoly top hat. That's right. why I said the Pringles guy in a tux. All right, put a top hat on him, too, well, which I guess ultimately, ultimately makes him the Monopoly guy. Well, isn't the Monopoly guy Mr. Pennybags? Yes. yes Pen why, don't we, why don't we refer to him by his proper name, Mr. Pennybags? Because you're the only person from 1910 who knows that. <laughs> is it Pennybags, really? I think so. I think I think you're right. Now, is he nicknamed the Earl? No, he's not. <laughs> but what we what is named the Earl is this beer that we're about to drink, and this is an English mild ale, and it's brewed with Earl Grey tea. Now, the Earl is coming to us from Caution Brewing out of Lakewood, Colorado. And I, uh, I admittedly had to text Kelsey yep. <laughs> while she, I saw that she was in Colorado and I texted her and I said, and jokingly, I said, bring me back a six pack of that. Uh, but she actually did. So yep. <laughs> we can Solid. all thank we can all thank her for this. Uh, but I originally had this beer when I was on my little road trip through Colorado and I stopped at a brew pub in downtown Denver and it was on the list of things that were there and I uh, just tried it. And this beer comes in at 4.5% and 17 IBUs. I like that all three beers that we've had tonight are, are nice and low on the IBU scale. Yes. Yeah. Which means I'm going to have to pay my penance later on in another episode when Sam brings some super whamadine 150 IBU monstrosity. Well, I'm pretty sure Sam's um, already been yes. alluding to this kind of stuff before. I bet when we do our Massachusetts episode, yeah. we're going to be drinking unfiltered double IPAs all day. <laughs> Probably. I don't know all if I want day. to be a guest that day, guys. <laughs> I, just, I might have to sit that one out. It's going to be glorious, folks. Glorious. Didn't we tell you no more Russian accents? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. All right, we're done. No, we didn't. We didn't tell you, actually. You just said you're not going to do them anymore. <laughs> I told myself. Oh, yeah. And sure enough, I did it again. So, so, the, so the Earl. Yeah, so uh, from the can, it's made with Earl Grey tea, and it's full of mellow and slightly sweet flavors. Throw on your fancy hat, extend your pinky, and toast your friends properly. Cheers. Pinky is out. Pinky's out. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, apparently it pairs well with bacon, crumpets, tea parties, 
And dueling at dawn. Dueling at dawn. <laughs> dueling at dawn. Now there are some guns on the side. That's of the what can, it. So that's a gentlemanly activity. Huh. Yes. I challenge you to a duel. I think oh. that was Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might have been. Anyhow, this kind of looks like Earl Grey tea at first glance. It's, yeah. uh, it's yeah. very clear. Yeah. Um, and it has that same kind of amberish, dark amberish color. Yeah, dark amber brown in that area. Uh, it's it has a little bit of a red tinge to it. Mm -hmm. And it definitely looks like Earl Grey tea. Uh, like I said, it, it is an English mild ale. That's the base that they're working with. But then okay. they brew it with Earl Grey tea. I want to put this in a teacup and drink it. I can make that happen for you. <laughs> Tempting. Tempting. <laughs> yes. Now, it has some good head retention. And, it and, does. Yeah. And the smell, uh, you, I mean, you can smell uh, some of those Earl Grey notes. Yeah, it definitely uh, just smells like Earl yeah. Grey tea. It's... Right, it really does. But you can also smell some heavier malts, at least I can. I'm getting a lot of alluding on the malty to, side of things. Yeah, alluding yeah. to that English... You know, mild ale yeah, base that they're working with. On here. the back end of the nose, yep. I get I get that malt, mm -hmm. but up up front it definitely is tea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I cannot wait any longer. Cheers. Pinkies Cheers. Out. Pinkies, Pinkies out. out. Mm -mm -mm. Wow, I feel so hoity-toity drinking this. <laughs> so tasty. I've never drank a beer with my pinky sticking out before. So it's interesting. But I don't hate it. <laughs> it's interesting because it comes in with tea. Yep. And then it goes to a maltiness. Right. And then it comes back to a tea finish. Yeah. Yeah, it has a weird kind of roller coaster of flavors going yeah. through it. But it's it's all there. But I dig it. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, that really is. Um, very, very flavorful beer. You can taste the tea, uh, but it has a lot of sweetness from the malt. And like you guys said, it's kind of on the front and it, it rolls off for a little bit, but then it comes back on the back end and it does linger around on your palate. Mm -hmm. um, even after, you know, your first, second sip, it's, it's still there for a while, which I like. Yeah, like you said, it has, it has that bit of sweetness and it, it also has kind of a fuller mouthfeel than the other things we've been drinking tonight. And I'm just wondering if maybe there's a little bit of lactose Mm, perhaps. In, you know, in that recipe, because it's similar to, you know, adding milk to your tea. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. you know, so I wonder if they like kind of went that route. Possibly. Man, I want a little tea sandwich, maybe a, <laughs> maybe a crumpet with some, you know, jam or some jelly on there. Scone. So now is the part of the show that we've all been waiting for. And have we? Are, we? we are bringing back an old <laughs> favorite that we have not done since I believe it was episode 17 when we were at Cobble House Brewing. Yes. I believe you are correct. And we are bringing back the Eye of the Hurricane quiz show. Hooray! Hooray. Oh, this is very exciting. <laughs> So, if you remember from way back uh, around episode 17, when we did our quiz show with Scott from Cobble House, um, I was hosting that show, and Scott was our Scott guest. was our victor, our guest and victor of the quiz show. And he, that means, since Scott is not here with us tonight, I will be hosting again as I retain my hosting duties. Yes. Since he won the championship which, title, which thank you, Scott, if you're listening tonight, I appreciate it because it gives me the opportunity to host again here. I still hold the championship belt, which which makes me very proud. And hopefully, you will lose it tonight. <laughs> I may, but we will. We shall see. So it's going to be Steve versus Adam versus my surrogate Kelsey, Hello. who will be filling in for me. Who I, I know is rich with trivia knowledge, especially around the great state of Colorado. So she's going to do very well. I'm anticipating tonight. You brought in a ringer. I, I, I always, That's the bottom line. You I always like to bring the ringer. Sam, I'll do my best. Make no promises. Because as we know, the loser of the quiz show has to 
chuck a hurricane, hence why it's called the Eye of the Hurricane. So we have a, a, a cold, skunky, disgusting hurricane beer, and the loser of the show tonight will be chugging it. So if Steve loses, he'll chug it. If Adam loses, he, he'll chug it. And because we are always easy on our esteemed guests, if Kelsey happens to somehow blow this <laughs> and lose the friggin' show, I will be chugging the hurricane, I'll lose my hosting duties, and I will no longer be on easy street. Sam, I would take a sip of the hurricane before letting you finish if, if I somehow lose. Look, if you lose this show, I will gladly let you have as many sips as you want. Because that, <laughs> yeah. is, that is that much less that I have to drink. It'll be one sip and one sip only. <laughs> one sip and one sip only. Okay, so to remind everybody the rules of the show, I am going to be asking everyone a series of questions, and these questions are all based around Colorado in some way, shape, or form. Uh, the winner of the game will be the first person to get five questions correct. So if you get five, you will be declared the winner, and if it's Steve or Adam, they will have hosting privileges for the next time that we do the Eye of the Hurricane quiz. If it's Kelsey, uh, hosting duties will remain with me. Now, you can win with five five questions correct, but you can also lose with five questions wrong. So if you buzz in too quickly, or you just don't know what the hell you're talking about, and you miss five questions, you're the automatic loser, and that means you are chugging the hurricane. Before we get into the show, I want to go around and test everybody's buzzers. So when I call your name, test your buzzer. Adam? Seems to be working all right. Kelsey? Excellent, excellent, sounds great. Steven? Now, Steven, yours doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> Isn't this the problem we had last time? Well, why don't you try it again? Okay, I heard it that time. All right. All right, so you guys ready to get into the show? Does anybody have any questions before we start? None. We've all played this before, and we're all excited to play it now. All right, so here's the first question on the Eye of the Hurricane quiz. What is the largest craft brewery in Colorado? Is it A, Coors Brewery, B, New Belgium Brewery, C, Oscar Blues Brewery, or D, Breckenridge Brewery? Adam! I will go with Oscar Blues. And Adam has a point in the loser column. <laughs> so you are, you are one step closer to chugging the hurricane, Adam. Steve? Uh, New Belgium. Steve is correct. Hey New Belgium is the largest craft brewery in the state of Colorado. So Oscar Steve. Blues was my other choice. <laughs> <laughs> so I took care of it for you. Thank you. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody took the bait and no. went with uh, Coors. No. no. I, threw, I threw it in there as a wild card, but nobody fell for it. Okay? All right. So Steve is at one point. Adam is at uh, one negative. point. Negative? Yeah, negative <laughs> one. Question number two. What is the state bird of Colorado? Is it A, the lark bunting, B, the American goldfinch, C, the ruffed grouse, or D, the bald eagle. What were those options again? Yeah. So I'll read them again. A, the lark bunting, B, the American goldfinch, C, the ruffed grouse, or D, the bald eagle. Kelsey. The lark bunting. Ding, 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 you got it right. That was a fantastic uh, recall of knowledge uh, from your state bird trivia days. <laughs> Dave so, trivia champion, thank you. Yes, yeah, so Kelsey, Kelsey gets one, so she has a point. All right, next question. Which of the following airlines does not take you direct from Pittsburgh to Denver? <laughs> oh, okay. Is it A, United, B, Southwest, C, Frontier, or D, American? 
Kelsey. American. Excellent. Excellent. Wow. Kelsey. How did you coming, know coming that? Coming in quick <laughs> with uh, the American answer, and that is correct. American does not have direct flights to Denver from Pittsburgh, but the other three do. How did you know that? That, that was pretty impressive that you knew that so quickly. We flew direct on United out, ah. direct on Southwest home, and my friend from work is flying direct on Frontier next week. Wow. Ah, that would do it. <laughs> So it's not, it's, that wasn't even knowing that wasn't even knowing the one that doesn't. That's knowing that all three of the other ones do. That's more impressive. Yeah. Okay. So next question comes uh, from a brewery that we mentioned earlier on the show that Steve's actually been to. So maybe you'll uh, maybe you'll have an advantage on this one. But needless to say, the question is number four: Which of the following is not a Yeti beer brewed by Great Divide? A. The Velvet Yeti. B. The Oatmeal Yeti. C, the chocolate oak age yeti, or D, the chipotle oak age yeti. Oh no. Oh no. Which of these follow which of the following is not a real beer? Steve. The chipotle. Ding ding ding. I cannot fool you guys. You guys are getting them very nice. Oh, very quickly. Really what I have never even heard of the Velvet Yeti. You've never had the Velvet Yeti? No. Uh, it's pretty good. Is it? Yeah. I've never had it. I've had the oatmeal and the chocolate. Yeah, I've had both of those. Yeah. Alright. So before we get into question five, Steve is at two points, Kelsey is at two points, Adam is at zero points with one uh, point in the negative column. I'm about to start throwing Hail Marys here. <laughs> yeah. Start buzzing in. But we got plenty more questions here. So let's get into question number five. What is the tallest mountain in Colorado? A. Maroon Bells. B. Pikes Peak. C. Long's Peak. Or D. Mount Elbert. Adam. Long's Peak. That is incorrect. <laughs> and Adam is sitting uh, too, too negative. Steve. Pike's Peak. Steve gets a negative. Kelsey, do you want to uh, try your hand at a 50-50 chance here? What are my remaining options? <laughs> the remaining options are Maroon Bells or Mount Elbert. I'll go Maroon Bells. And Kelsey gets a negative. Awesome. <laughs> that would leave the answer as Mount Elbert. Which, I did not know that. I actually thought it was Pikes Peak, but I think Pikes Peak is the highest elevation that you can drive up to mm, I believe in Colorado that is correct. Springs, but there actually are higher mountains that you, would, you could hike Fair up enough, to yeah. if you wanted. Fair enough. Okay. Question number six. As we all know, the Air Force Academy is located in Colorado Springs. So the question is, what is the mascot of the Air Force Academy? A, the Eagles. B, the Falcons, C, the Hawks, or D, the Owls? Adam. Falcons. Adam gets on the on the board with a point. There it is. The Air Force <laughs> that Falcons. Was, that was so fast. Yeah. He knew. He knew yeah. that the Falcons was the mascot, and he needed that point bad. He knows about college football teams for, well, Navy is the midshipmen. Yep. And Army is the Golden Knights. I knew both of those. Well, then how do you, why are you leaving the Air Force out? <laughs> Sad. Just sad. It's not sad. <laughs> Sam, ask your next That's question. So sad. That's so sad you're not supporting all of our branches of the military. <laughs> all right. You guys ready for the next question? Yes, please. Stop taking a knee on this game, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Which of the following is not a beer brewed by Miller Coors? A. Killian's. B. Terrapin. C. Henry's Hard Soda. Or D, Blue Point. Killian's Terrapin, Henry's Hard Soda, or Blue Point. 
Henry's. Steve, another point in the loser column. Well, hold on, that's not beer. Oh, <laughs> oh he has a point. All right, I should have I should have rephrased the question. Which beverage is not brewed? Yeah, you're not you're not getting a point for that. You're still going <laughs> in the loss column. But uh, it was a moral victory. It was a moral <laughs> victory. You did a, you did correct the host there. So I appreciate you correcting the question, but you still get a, a negative point. All right, so we have Killian's Terrapin or Blue Point. You guys have been to the Coral Brewery. Yeah, that's why I'm kicking myself Adam? right now. Terrapin. Incorrect. Oh. Terrapin is, oh. in fact, part of Coors. The Blue Point. The Blue Point is correct. <laughs> blue Point is uh, part of Anheuser-Busch. Uh-huh. I was down to the Blue Point and the Terrapin, so I'm glad you yeah. Terrapin. <laughs> I was like, I know Killian's. All right. <laughs> All right, so Steve is two and two. Two, uh... Two points and two negative points. Kelsey is three and one, three points, one negative point, and Adam is one and three. Oof. So Adam is two, uh, two missed answers away from chugging the hurricane. He breaks okay. late. Everybody knows that. All right. How about this one? Which of the following beers is brewed by Boulder Brewing Company? A, the Killer Penguin. B, the Orabel. C, the Dayblazer. Or D, the Colorado Native. Dayblazer. That is incorrect. If you remember from our fantasy football draft party, New the Day Blazer is brewed by Belgium. New Belgium, and yep. Kelsey had that at the party. No, I don't remember from that, that, and that. <laughs> <laughs> you are incorrect. That is a New Belgium beer. Man, I, this, is, this is tough. What are our options left, Sam? Colorado Native. Okay, so we had the, uh, sorry, the options left, left yeah. are Colorado Native, the Orabel, or the Killer Penguin. Which beer is brewed by Boulder Brewing Company? I'm at three and one right now. You're at three and one. You Did can I, afford it. Yeah. <laughs> you can afford it. I can afford it. Kelsey. And the penguin one. You are correct. The killer penguin wow. is brewed by Boulder. The Orabel is brewed by Great Divide. <gasps> and the Colorado, and the Colorado Native is from Coors. Oh, I'm stupid. I was thinking of the killer penguin as the uh, tactical nuclear penguin from Brewdog. Which no. is one of those which is one of those big thirty-five percent beers. Oh. Tale as old as time. Yeah. I'm as old as rhyme. Yeah, and I believe all of these beers, well, except for the Colorado Native, which you get in, in Colorado, you can buy all of them here in Pennsylvania. Mm. Huh. All right, so this next question here, um, if Kelsey gets it, will be the winner. Now, this is not a multiple choice question, but I'm giving you guys a little bit of a cushion here on this answer, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, so I need for you to name five of the seven states that border Colorado. Steve. Utah, Nevada, uh, Montana, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Wyoming. I think you gave me six. I might have. You did. You gave me six, but it's wrong anyhow. (laughs) (laughs) What? So I will say that four of those that you gave me are correct, but you're getting another point in the negative column. Adam. Wyoming, Arizona, New Mexico, Nebraska, Utah. You got it. Adam coming in with another point. The other two states are Oklahoma and Kansas. I said Oklahoma. And I well, you said, said Oklahoma, Nebraska. but you also said Montana and Nevada, and those absolutely do not border Colorado. Oh, titty, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nevada definitely doesn't. No, it does not. <laughs> All right, so we got Steve with two, and now he is at four in the negative column, so he's, he's actually closer now to chugging the hurricane than Adam. Oh, no, I might have myself into eight. <laughs> Kelsey's at four with a negative one, and Adam's at two with a negative three, so trying to make a comeback. All right. Where in Colorado is Buffalo Bill's grave? 
I, you don't get any of the answers here, so. Um, it's up on a hill. <laughs> but <laughs> what, ci- what city is it in? It is on a hill. It's this in guy's Gold- good. It's in Golden, Colorado. Though. It is in Golden, Colorado. All right, there you go. You got a point. Uh, I'll give a quick, real fun story about that. Sure. So, yeah. I was walking around in the uh, kind of. There's a park area. And there's just a lot of trails that you can walk through up on top of the hill that overlooks Golden, Colorado. And I may have been partaking in Hmm. some of the devil's lettuce. (laughs) And just actually happened to walk upon the grave. Not walk on the grave because it's actually fenced off and everything. But I just happened to walk upon to where that grave was. So I did you have any idea that it was up there? No. Oh. (laughs) I I found a general... Yeah, I just came around a bend and there was a general store with a bunch of fudge. Yeah. I was like, well, what the hell is this for? Oh, <laughs> Buffalo Bill's buried up here. Fair enough. And fudge. And, and fudge. fudge. All right, I'm running out of questions. Somebody's, somebody's got to win or lose this. <laughs> All right, next question. What number state was Colorado when joining the Union? Oh. Number 10, number 23, number 38, or number 41? It's probably going to be a, a guess. 41. Incorrect. So Adam is is almost out with four. 10, 23, or 38? Kelsey for the win or Steve for the <laughs> the loss? Well, let's see. I could tie Kelsey or, or I could, could lose. Or I could lose. Right. Are you raising your hand there? No, Kelsey? I'm counting. <laughs> she's counting. I'm counting. <laughs> she, she's, she's doing one of the Animaniac songs <laughs> where they count through the states of the union. <laughs> When they became part of the union? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'll, yeah. All right. 38. That is correct. Yes. Kelsey is the big winner. She has won the, won the trivia quiz, the Eye of the Hurricane, which we'll give her a round of applause. Very, very nicely done. You did great with five uh, five points and Thank only you. one missed question. So Thank you. very good job. Thank Why you. couldn't you do this for me when I was hosting? I'm sorry. <laughs> so... All right, I guess I'll uh, I'll retain hosting duties then, unless I want to give it to one of these gentlemen and join the, you know, join the plebes at the trivia game again and not sit on top of the high mountain and just ask the questions. So, Steve, I'm still kicking myself from the Game of Thrones trivia question. <laughs> I've never right. seen an episode of Game of Thrones, and I somehow got that correct, or I didn't miss it. I don't really remember. Anywho, Kelsey is the winner, so. That means that Steve and Adam are going to have one tiebreaker question to determine who is going to chug the hurricane at the end of the show. Tiebreaker? I got more points than him. Huh? I got more points than him. I I got three. He's got two. I like this tiebreaker. Let's do that. Oh, that's right. I guess you do. So yeah, there's that the tiebreaker. <laughs> Damn it! Sorry. I like the tiebreaker idea. I had a really good question. Well, what was the, the question? Yeah, what was the what question? What was the question? We'll see. We'll see what we can do. The question was: We know that Colorado borders Utah, the state with the highest Mormon population in the country. Yeah. How many Mormons are currently registered in the state of Colorado? Closest without going over would be the winner. Sam, that's a really good question. <laughs> that is a good question. That is a good question. Um, how many thousand? Yeah, just just take a, take a guess. How many uh, how many thousand Mormons are registered in the state of Colorado? That hurts a question. Are prices right rules in effect? That's what you said. Without going over. Good. Um, yeah, let's do prices right rules without going over. How many how many thousands of Mormons are currently registered in the state of Colorado? Twenty two. Steve's going with 22,000 Mormons? Yes. Alrighty. Adam, how many Mormons do you think there are in the state of Colorado? I will go a conservative 23,000. Ooh. 
23,000? Why not just go 22,001? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is going to pay off big for you because the answer is 151,884 more. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, there's that many people that believe in that silly make them up nonsense. Yes. Yeah, and those are those are the registered ones, not the undocumented ones. There are a lot of bad hombres there. <laughs> we gotta build a wall. <laughs> gotta build a wall. Round Colorado. Make their wives pay for it. <laughs> Alright, so with All that, Adam has got himself out of chugging the hurricane. Hooray! And now Steve will be uh, will be chugging it up. Which is actually quite fair because of the three that we've done where we've chugged hurricanes. Uh, Steve com Steve completes the trinity in terms of who's drank it. That is true. <laughs> I drank it first, then Adam drank it, and now Finally Steve complete will, get, the circuit. will get to enjoy his uh, his beer. So before we get into that beer that you're more than likely not going to enjoy, let's get back to uh, the Earl by Caution Brewing Company, a beer that seems like we're all very much enjoying. Yes. Yeah. This is one of my just in general. This is one of my favorite beers overall. And it's just such a nice, easy drinker. I think it's my favorite all-time just kind of day-drinking beer. And like I was saying last segment with the Easy Street, how I just kind of found it kind of bland and I didn't care for the flavor that much. The the Earl has a whole hell of a lot of flavor <laughs> in it. <laughs> the friggin' Earl. Yeah. And also, I'm just a big tea drinker in general. So I, I, both things come together when beer and tea mix in my world. <laughs> Uh, I'm a big fan. I like the complexities in this. That that roller coaster you talked mm -hmm. about earlier. Yeah. How it's like tea, and then a little malty, and then we come back to tea. Um, I'm really glad that you texted me and asked <laughs> me to get you some of this because it got us down there, and, and I got to try it, and I brought some home for myself. Um, I don't think I've quite had a beer like this before. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it more breweries should be brewing with tea i mean <laughs> there are just so many coffee brews out there right. that it's nice to see something that's more tea based right so i really like this beer and i think that's one thing to mention real quick this is not a kombucha no, or any no. trash like that this is beer <laughs> brewed with <laughs> tea it's a good thing to call out yeah you know, kombucha you do see that from time to time and that is right. certainly not beer they right. try to trick people into thinking there's something <laughs> well they, they give it to you at beer fest so you yeah. may not know yeah. i don't even think it has any booze in it does it like two percent yeah usually yeah, not worth nothing the yeah. germans wouldn't even register it yeah and if the germans don't consider it booze we shouldn't either <laughs> okay now this beer to me is as sophisticated as the label shows with this uh, combination of the Monopoly guy and Mr. Pringle, right? The only thing that's missing is a monocle. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that's missing in this beer is nothing. It is great the way that it is. It has a complex flavor. You can taste the tea on the front and the back end. Um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Earl Grey tea, so I was skeptical about this beer going in. Steve raved about it. Up until this point in time, obviously, I, I, I haven't seen it anywhere. It's not something I've had before, but something that I'm really glad that we tried on the show here today because it's 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 turned me on the tea beers. Because like Kelsey said, you don't see a lot of tea mm -hmm. beers out there. It's not something that, especially around Pittsburgh, the craft breweries are, are experimenting with. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I kind of want to see more because after this, it's it has certainly piqued my interest in terms of what what we can do with tea and home brewing when when put together so yeah. i hope to see more of this but I'm, I'm really enjoying this earl and i think it's great adam 
Well, Sam, I, I I must admit that I had the same thoughts that you did at first. I I personally am not a big tea fan, so I I came into this one with a little bit of caution, full pun intended. <laughs> but I was willing to come in with an open mind. Uh, Steve had ranted and raved about this beer for years now, mm-hmm. um, and tonight was the first chance I, I've ever had to try it. And I like it. I like the maltiness of it. What? But above and beyond that, just in general, what I like about this beer is this beer has a good hook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This this pulls you in. Uh, and not only just on the beer level, but on the brewery level as well. Because this is this is something that you see this, you try this, oh, what else do they make? Yeah. It pulls you into caution brewing as a whole. Like like you said, Adam, like it was one of those things it had that hook because when I was at the brew pub, well, it was more of like a craft beer bistro. Mm-hmm. It was a bistro. That's what it was. A beer stro? A beer stro? Yeah. We could call it that. Ooh, patent, patent. I like that. Yeah, pat, patent pending. Copyright, <laughs> copyright that term. <laughs> but uh, I was sitting there and I was looking at the menu and like obviously I was in Denver and I was in Colorado so they have a full complement list of things that I've never had before. Mm-hmm. So that stuck out beyond things I've never had before. Right, right. right. So I had to go with that and it Worked out great. It. Worked out great. It hooked. It. So, uh, going back to the the idea, the patent pending. Uh, instead of bartenders, we're gonna have beeristas. Beeristas. Oh, yeah. We're yeah. all gonna have art degrees. And then, <laughs> and then, ooh, when we do pumpkin beers and yeah. it has the head on it, they can draw little uh, things. They can draw things in the yeah. head with the uh, with the cinnamon sugar. Yeah. That's a great Smart. idea. I like where this is going. Smart, great idea. I would oh, drink there all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this will this will really be a nice tell for us if somebody listens to the show. If all those ideas get stolen, we'll know somebody <laughs> listened. Instead <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> so I believe stole from Optation. <laughs> I believe it is time uh, that we set these on the podium. Yeah. Uh, this one might be a bit difficult. Uh, so Kelsey, you are the guest this evening. Oh. So you don't have to go first. Excellent. You don't have to, but if you want to. You have the honor. Uh, you also have the honor of passing. I think I'm going to pass. Okay. Uh, I'll go with Steve then. Steve, I have an idea which one is going where. I think yeah. I know Steve's order. Yeah, this is actually pretty damn easy for me. So yeah. fire away. What is your gold? What is your silver? What is your bronze? Bronze is, uh, I'm going to keep it short, really, because there's not much to say, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, but bronze is going to be the Odell's um, Easy Street. Like I said, it is, eh, it didn't do much for me. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty decent wheat beer, but I've had better wheat beers, and there's nothing really to write home about it for me. I didn't taste many of those clove flavors. I didn't really taste many flavors at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, the silver, I'm going to give that Avery. That's such a that is a really nice, easy drinking porch rocker beer. You can have that anytime in the summer. It's got that it's got a real good freshness to it that I really enjoy. But it just doesn't <laughs> measure up to the Earl for me. Came up against Goliath. Yeah. <laughs> you put it up against one of my favorite beers of all time, so sorry, you know, it, it doesn't make it a bad beer. It's still a really good beer and I'll probably drink more Avery than I will the Earl because I can get Avery out here. But the gold medal is going to go to the Earl. It's just such a, everything we've already said already, it's such a complex beer, but it has that sweetness, but it's very easy drinking. It has that roller coaster of flavor and the fact that it is, you know, experimental in Mm -hmm. its own way, that it, it just brings everything out. 
and it's a, it, it's one of those beers we talked earlier about finding clone recipes. This is one I want to find a clone recipe for. <laughs> gotcha. I'd be willing to try a clone recipe for this. I'd be all right with that. Sam, what uh, what were your thoughts on this evening, on this episode's beers? Alrighty, I'll keep it pretty brief because I think we've pretty much said all we need to say about all these beers. Uh, so in third place for me, the bronze medal is going to the White Rascal. I uh, really enjoyed this beer, but I was thinking about my uh, rankings here for the show and I made the comment earlier about how I need to drink this beer more but when I see it out and about I never get it and so subconsciously I there must be a reason for that I don't know what it is but uh, you know that's that was my that's that led me to this decision of putting that beer in third place but I did really like it it was really clean easy drinking Belgian beer very tasty Uh, second place uh, getting the silver medal tonight is the easy street from Odell's Uh, very Good wheat beer. I love that it was unfiltered for me. Uh, I I did taste a lot of flavor in there. I tasted some clove, a little bit of uh, a little bit of banana. It, it was smooth. It was refreshing. Uh, I I really enjoyed drinking it, and that is a beer I would actually drink again. Even though I'm not a huge fan of of wheat beers, it's not usually my go-to. Uh, really like that one, and I I could drink that in any in any season. It doesn't have to be in the summer. Uh, very good beer. And in uh, first place for me, the gold goes to the Earl, which just because this one kind of really, really surprised me. Didn't think I was going to like it, but it's, it has a great complex flavor to it. It's, uh, it's, it's rich. It's, it's tasty. It's, it's got all the flavors that it says that it's, it has, and it's just, I don't know. It's just really, really delicious. Plus, I really enjoy drinking the, a beer with my pinky stuck out in the air. So <laughs> I might try that more often, and you know, we'll see what happens. Very cool. Uh, but yeah, that's my ranking. All right. So for me, uh, this is a bit of a bit of a hard one uh, because there are no bad beers in this in this group. Uh, there's no outliers in my opinion. So for me, uh, for for second and third, they're they're kind of tied. Uh, they're they are different beers, but they're not necessarily better or worse to be able to distinct that between a second and a third. Uh, we've already gone through what's good about them, what some people don't like about them, but it comes down to the Odell's and the Caution Brewing uh, Earl. Uh, those two are very good beers. I enjoyed them very, very much. However, uh, the Avery, I like that just a little bit more. Uh, I felt that that was the best beer to be able to be drinking year-round. It, it had the broadest appeal, while still being a very good beer. To say that any of these are first, second, or third is kind of a misnomer because they are all very good beers. It's just I felt that the Avery was just a little bit better. And I, and that kind of comes down to the styles that I prefer as well. So there is a little bit of that leanings in there as well. Yeah, quick and simple. And finally, to our guest, well, I actually really appreciate all the beer tonight. It definitely took me back to my trip, though, you know, a little over a month ago. For me, I'm going to put the Avery in third, the Odell in second, and this Caution Earl Grey tea. Just when I had it out in Colorado, I was it was like nothing I'd really had before. That's really stuck with me. I can see why this is one of your top beers. <laughs> why I why I won't shut up about it yeah. for two years why since you, I've been to Colorado. Why you texted me and said, please bring me some home. Like, I get it now. I understand that. Mm-hmm. This isn't my top spot. Um, it's just, it's complex. It has a depth of flavor. It's it's unique. It's, it's not something that I readily see out here. So... Uh, I'm going to put caution in, in my number one spot tonight. Awesome. 
Very cool. I'm glad. I'm glad everybody's been able to taste this beer tonight. Yes, and can actually now vouch for <laughs> vouch yes. for its goodness. It is a very good beer. I, I I sound like a really obnoxious, pretentious person when I talk about a trip I took two years ago <laughs> and won't shut up about this one beer you can't ever get. That sounds <laughs> like that sounds very obnoxious to me. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this beer, but you can't have it because it's all the way across the country. You have oh, to yeah. go get it. Yeah. Oh, yes, my pinky is up when I talk about this beer, and I tend yes. to get a little bit. Of a British accent. <laughs> Although that was definitely not British. At the it, was moment. A, it was a magical time that I had. Oh, yes. <laughs> Makes me want to get Let me pull the, the monocle out of my pocket so I can see <laughs> the sadness in your eyes. <laughs> so I can magnify and look down upon you. <laughs> Makes me want to have tea with the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get into Steve drinking this delicious hurricane, probably the best beer I'll have on the show tonight. Why don't you go ahead? <laughs> why don't you go ahead and tell all of our wonderful audience members where they're going to be able to find us on social media? So before I follow up, one of my favorite beers with probably garbage. <laughs> <laughs> probably garbage. Hey, there's there's hope for that. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to give it a probable. <laughs> um, you can find us on the social mediators with uh, Twitter and facebook and instagram by searching hop nation usa and if you search hop nation usa on itunes podbean stitcher or google music play you can find us there leave us a review on itunes and that'll help the show grow bigger five stars is the correct answer for that (laughs) (laughs) and if you want to email us about the next state we should do or what beers we should do from the those states uh you can email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com kelsey got anything to plug (laughs) We got a camera here. We got a camera here. <laughs> so many options. No. She, didn't, she didn't do the Hot Ones Challenge. <laughs> what uh, would you like to talk about? Thanks for having me on the show again. I'm glad that uh, we could talk about the great state of Colorado. I could introduce you to a beer that you can't get out here. I can bring Steve's favorite beer of all time back for him. <laughs> so now you can have it. Um, and I just look forward to being on the show a third time if you guys will have me. So... Absolutely. Thanks. Third time's a charm. Very possible. Although, I guess in this instance, the first and second time were charms as well. That yeah. is true. Very charming. That you did true. great. We're happy to have you anytime. And without further ado, uh, that, is, that is our episode for the day. So we are going to leave you all with the sounds of Esteban chugging a hurricane. You got this, Steve. You can do it. Yes. I think joke's on you because I actually enjoy Steel Reserve. Chug, 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 chug. You got this, Steve. All right, Steven. Oh, here. Why is it coming at me? It likes you. Why is it coming at me like that? Strong. All righty, Steven. Da 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 da. Chug. Da 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 da. Oh good. It hurts to watch. Oh god, it's so gross. Uh. <laughs> Get it down. Keep it down. That be a man, Hulk. This just hurts to watch. Come on, don't be scared. You're running from Macho. That's what I heard. Be a man, Hogan. Come on, don't be a chump. Oh God. You made Somebody it. told Macho you're a real big punk. That was from the gross. depths. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. Nasty. I don't, I don't want to lose again. Good job. <laughs> I played it too fast to lose. <laughs> <laughs>